things I've seen, all the things I've discovered enough much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there, and no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Good night, everybody. How's everybody doing? How are we feeling? How are we doing? You might not recognize that voice. That is not my usual co-host, Lexi Morris. Instead, I have with me... Hayden Hovsepian, baby! That's right, local legend Hayden Hovsepian, and I, of course, am Jordan Pilkington, resident Swamp Ass Uggo here on Swamp Ass Uggos. Yes. Every Sunday at 10 p.m. at kzsm.com. I'm very happy to be here, Jordan. I thought you would never ask. Yeah, of course. I'm always going to watch you on the show, buddy. I, I do have a couple questions before we get started. I have a couple answers. Um, first first of all, actually, this isn't a question. I love the intro. Okay. Second of all, cool. <laughs> is it is it swamp ass or swamp gas? Um. <laughs> should I have not asked you no, that? No, you should not have. Okay. Um, well, according to the show's schedule, it is swamp gas that goes. Okay. Because that is family-friendly and appropriate. But... If you go to Spotify, where I don't have those restrictions, we are swamp ass argos. Safe harbor, baby. Safe harbor. That's right. Um, anyway, how's your day going? It's how it, you doing tonight? It's pretty great. Um, I I did all the homework that was due at midnight. Mazel. Um, thank you. And yeah, I've I've just been reading some Wikipedia pages that nice. we don't have to get into right now. Not right now. We'll get to those later in the day. You know, I had a pretty pretty equal day you know yeah i didn't do homework because i graduated but uh, i did finish watching star trek deep space nine okay so just as important some might say <laughs> how how was that i don't I, know anything I about cried star at, trek. cried at work they played a sinatra song okay <laughs> hold on do you watch it at work yeah oh i yeah i can watch things in the back while i'm like because i do prep at uh, an undisclosed restaurant Okay. Um, and so I can like wrap meats and cut vegetables and they don't care if I watch TV. So okay. I was watching Star Trek. I haven't been live on broadcast in a while, so I need mm-hmm. to get used to not asking people questions that will cost them their jobs. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. <laughs> what is what is the plan tonight, Jordan? I'm very excited for tonight's show. Well, we have a couple things to talk about. Um, this is uh, not exactly listener mail. It's more family mail. Um, <laughs> like your... My, my family contacted me with some uh strange happenings that have been going on okay um so my sister she's 11 years old love her to death um she uh is a tiktok kid she's part of that generation you know i mean people yeah. our age are also using tiktok but she's like young so she's like i'm gonna film everything and put it on tiktok for my five friends gotcha um and she just she took a video of her dog um and she noticed a, an orb across the bottom of the screen just kind of traveling very quickly across it. The glowy kind? The glowy kind of warp. It wasn't dust because um, her flash was off. Ooh. Um, and that is a real paranormal phenomenon where people, when they go ghost hunting or they go to like old buildings, they'll take pictures and they see orbs. Yeah. Like that show up on film, which were not there in real life. Tell you what, I lived in South Florida for 
most of my childhood. Congrats. Thank you. Or maybe, uh, I'm sorry. It was, it was five minutes from the Everglades, but okay. it, I, I don't so know. So you were a real swamp ass uggo. I guess I was. Yeah. Nice. We, we saw alligators on the reg. Okay. Um, but this isn't about South Florida. This is about. This is about you. Yes. <laughs> um, this is about a place very, very north part of Florida, mm-hmm. um, Atlantic coast called St. Augustine. Okay. Um, it's, I believe it's where Ponce de Leon landed. Mm-hmm. So it's got a lot of uh, Spanish conquistador history. Gotcha. It's a big old fort. But mm. it's also supposedly one of the most haunted cities in Florida. Nice. Um, maybe the U.S. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, there were some there were some ghost tours. There were some, some hotels we visited, and mm-hmm. they had some... They told us all about the orbs. About pictures of orbs? Pictures of orbs, uh, pictures of tombstones with ghostly faces on them. Interesting. I remember that entire bus drive back. Um, I got on PictoChat in the <laughs> in the bus, and I told all the kids on PictoChat. Um, you caught a ghost on your DS? No, I... <laughs> I wish that's that would have been much more interesting. No, I just I said bad words and then I nice, doubled dude. down on whoa, I saw a ghost while we were in St. Augustine. That's very funny. But um it was it was a lie. I just need to That's okay, everyone's a liar at some point. Yeah. Uh, my stepdad on that same phone call, um he wasn't listening to my step my or my sister and I talk, right? We we were talking on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um she goes to give my stepdad the phone, her father. Um and uh, just out of nowhere, he goes, uh, dude, is there, like, ghost orbs? I was like, yeah, Whoa. that's a that's a f- phenomenon. He's like, you ever talk about it on your show? I'm like, no, I haven't gotten around to it. He's like, okay, well, I got a story for you. So this was a couple years ago. This was We were already living in Texas, I think. Um, he was up in Jersey visiting one of his friends, right, because his friends had just had a baby. So they were all hanging out in their friend's backyard, you know, just having a good time. Uh, I'm sorry. No, this was a uh, this was before he was dating my mom. Okay. Um, this was a while back. Yeah. So, you know, they're hanging out. Uh, they're in Point Pleasant, New Jersey, just hanging out um, in the backyard. And backyards back there don't have fences in between. It's just kind of one big open expanse oh, that all the okay. houses are connected to. So you guys were like really inviting all the like devils. Exactly. The, yeah. yeah. No boundaries. No. No. <laughs> no. No safe space. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. You and had train so, tracks. Absolutely. And that's... Yeah, there's there's a, a devil's cross. <laughs> no, but um, so you know he's there, he's hanging out, um, and um, also he 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 mentioned that the house next door was his uh, prom date's house where she was currently living. Okay. And he was like, so I'm like kind of you know hunkering down, hiding so she doesn't notice me. So having a terrible relationship with your ex runs in the family. Um, thank you. No, but so he's there, you know. And he's not paying attention to the conversation. He's just kind of staring into the yard, hoping his ex doesn't notice him. Mm-hmm. And he sees out of nowhere this just blue orb appears out of nowhere, about head level, right? And then it travels in a straight, steady line and then just kind of, like, dissipates. Into his ex's house. In, <laughs> just into, into like, in between the houses, really. Okay. Um, and every everybody else in the yard was, like, staring in that direction, kind of talking. Only he and the girl he was seeing at the time noticed it. Oh, no. And, yeah, they said that when they got it, without even, like, really talking about it, they're just like, oh, we've had a great time, guys. Well, congrats on the kid, but we got to, you know, we got to head out. Yeah, it's time to go. That it's was... time to go. Without even talking about it, like, they just got this overwhelming feeling of, like, we need to get the 
fuck out of here. And they didn't tell anyone else. No, they didn't tell anyone else about the ghost orb. <laughs> there's, a, and then, there's a baby. Yeah, right? Okay. <laughs> Baby's baby maybe. You know what I mean? Make another one. Um, <laughs> and so they get in the car and they're like, you saw that, right? And they're like, yeah. Yeah, I saw this is this is like this is some family stuff. This yeah. is some I don't know, I'm not gonna make the supernatural reference, but I I see you starting up some sort of saving people, hunting things, the family yeah, business. Yeah. I will say though, it is a little hypocritical of my stepfather to uh complain about my house being haunted because of me and my mom saying that this shit only happens to white people when he had a ghost experience before he was even married into my family yeah in his in his stomping grounds in his stomping grounds yeah goodness so anyway we're not talking about orbs today though no we're talking about prom dates and let me tell you (laughs) if i had to live next door to my prom date um you know what we'll not we, we won't get into that we won't get into it okay uh, what we are talking about today, in addition to prom dates, uh, is the legend of the Green Children of Woolpit. Okay. You ever heard of this? I have not. Great. Okay. So, what this is. Woolpit? Uh, Woolpit. It's okay. the name of a city in England. Cool. Uh, mm-hmm. The name of the city is actually important. We'll get to that later. Um, so, what this is, is during the 12th century, during a tumultuous time in England's history called the Anarchy. <laughs> In the town of Woolpit, um, <laughs> uh, two, a boy and a girl, brother and sister, appeared out of the woods. They were completely green and spoke no language that anyone in the town could recognize. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, they, so they're like Welsh. They, yeah, right there. Yeah, it turns out they were just Polish the whole time. Um <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, and so they come stumbling out of the town, and they're like, what the fuck did these kids come from? And so they get adopted uh, uh, by a man named Sir Richard de Cown, where he offered them food that they repeatedly refused to eat. Okay. This continued for some days, some sources say a week, until the children came across some green beans, which they ate straight out of the ground. I don't like the implications of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just dirt children. Just <laughs> everything else they refuse to touch. Okay. How do you feel about this story so far? Um, I don't. I don't mean to like make everything about race, mm-hmm. but they're green. Mm-hmm. They only eat green beans. I'm. You are what you eat. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I. That's that's really unsettling. The. First of all, I, I appreciate that this wasn't like a an appearance. This wasn't a sighting. Yeah. They stuck around. They do, actually. Yeah, they do stick around. And a guy raised them. A guy did raise them. Um, but no, yeah, so once also once they started eating people food, they okay. they turned pe- they turned like regu- like people color. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Then they looked like regular Englishmen. They they were they turned white. Okay. Instead of sickly green. Do you um how much do you know about flamingos? Uh, is not a whole lot, but I'm assuming because you were educated in Florida that it was a school-mandated subject. That's not, that's, that's not as far from the truth as I'd like it to be. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I used to know a shit ton of butterflies. Okay. And, and I would be able to identify them because in fourth grade we just learned about all the Florida wildlife. Right. Like John James Audubon and all the birds that he, this isn't important. Um, flamingos, right? Uh-huh, flamingos. 
Flamingos are pink because they eat little shrimpies, and the shrimps are pink, and that's where they get their colors, supposedly. Uh-huh. Um, or m- something like that. And so that's... Again, I mean, it, it kind of ties into the green beans. It ties into the English... Because, I mean, English food is gray. Yes. and That's why even in England is gray. Yeah. <laughs> Inside and out. As as gray as you can get while still being, like, human-colored, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm... And once they started eating English food, they turned gray. Yeah. Or English-colored. English-colored. Right. As, as the uh, honorary, like, skeptic companion on your show yes um this is unnerving to me because too much of this is tracking Mm -hmm. the food the coloring Mm -hmm. uh what what happened to them let's get into that so it is thought that the children lived with richard d cowan that's the man who adopted them yes for some years where he was able to slowly convert them over to normal food according to writings of the day this change in diet led to the children losing their green complexion the children also slowly learned to speak english and once fluent, were asked where they had come from and why their skin was once green. <laughs> Which, an unnatural question. As soon as they can speak, I'm like, okay, where did you come from? And why did you look like that? How, how long did it take for this to, for them to speak? Didn't really say. But I'd imagine a couple, couple months to a, a couple years, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because if they're, you know, speaking like Welsh or Gaelic... <laughs> Getting oh, asked all these crazy questions is going to take a while. Because oh, they're Irish, they're green. Yeah, I, I abandoned that as soon as I started. Keep well, talking, please. Anyway, so this is what they replied with. Okay. We are inhabitants of the land of St. Martin, who is regarded with peculiar veneration in the country which gave us birth. We are ignorant of how we arrived here. We only remember this, that on a certain day when we were feeding our father's flocks in the fields, we heard a great sound, such as we are now accustomed to hearing at St. Edmund's, the local church, when the bells were chiming, and whilst listening to the sound in admiration, we became on a sudden, as it were, entranced and found ourselves among you in the fields where you were reaping. Very eloquently put. Very eloquently for put. For a, a little girl. So, um, let, me, let me just make sure I got all that. Mm-hmm. They said we're from... St. Martin's Land. St. Martin's Land, mm-hmm. which... Googling St. Martin could refer to so many places. Mm-hmm. Um, Here's the other thing, though. The, they continued. Oh. The sun does not rise upon our countrymen. Our land is little cherried by its beams. We are contented with that twilight which, among you, precedes the sunrise or follows the sunset. Moreover, a certain luminous country is seen, not far distant from ours, and divided from it by a very considerable river. Um. They haven't said, it's it's not in this direct quote, but they also allude to the fact that St. Martin's land is beneath the earth. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's it's beneath the earth, mm-hmm. but it's also in twilight. Yes. They, they're from there, and then... Everyone's well, green. Everyone's green. Mm-hmm. What was it? They heard the church bells. bells? They heard the bells, and then when they were found, they were by... Oh, I never explained why the town's called the Wool Pit. Okay. This is important, actually. Um, so, <laughs> Woolpit, Woolpit, or in Old English, Wolfpit. Of course. Is an ancient village in Suffolk named after, as one might gather from its name, an old pit for catching wolves. The Green Children's story began when they emerged from one of the wolf trapping pits for which the town is named. I think I saw Wolfpit at ACL. That's the other year. <laughs> 
<laughs> I got them tattooed on my back, dude. <laughs> yeah, so there was a giant pit, which was like at least twice as tall as the children were, and a couple hundred square feet across. This is so much. It's a huge pit. This is so much you're throwing at And me. so they came out of this pit, and they were like, we come from the Shane Martin's <laughs> land, which is underground and exists only in twilight. How you doing? Uh, My name's Agnes. Okay. Um God. So I'm 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 really racking my brain here. Mm-hmm. Trying to trying to keep up with all these strange details. Mm-hmm. And also what little I know about the the country wherein my family lives. England. England, yes. Um I I don't know. Do you see any green kids when you go visit your family? Um no, but we haven't been to Scotland in a while. That's true. <laughs> so I'm not going to rule it out. Um, Anything's possible. It's See, here's the thing, though. Um, I, I looked up St. Martin, uh-huh. and I expected a person. Right. Um, but No such man exists. Correct. There's, uh, there's an island in the Caribbean. I don't mm. think that's it. Probably not. Um, there's Quebec. <laughs> there's France, Switzerland. Um Oh, here we go. UK and Channel Islands. So, mm-hmm. so, man, we really wait can't you, narrow it down. Wait till you hear this. Yeah. Shortly after this revelation, Richard D. Cowan, their adoptive father, yes. took the children to be baptized in a local church. However, the boy died soon afterwards. Oh. From an unknown ailment. Oh. After being baptized. Okay. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, on that note, we <laughs> will be right back after this. Traveling in a fighter combi On a hippie trailhead full of zombies I met a strange lady She made me nervous She took me in and gave me breakfast And she said Do you come from a land down under? And welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. That was Down Under by Men at Work. Very topical. Uh, Very topical because as we were discussing... The green children of Woolpit come from a land down under. St. Martin's Land. St. Martin's Land. Which, let me tell you, there is a, not exactly a city. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't even venture to call it a town. Uh-huh. But St. Martin de Pors, I believe, is a Catholic school. In Adelaide, Australia, okay. South Australia, a land down under. Um, That's why people thought they were speaking gibberish. They were speaking in <laughs> tongues, like the Catholics do. <laughs> so you're saying they didn't learn English; they learned an accent. Latin, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they they came with okay. Also, I just want to give a quick shout out to our listener from the Holy Cross Cemetery in Brooklyn. Oh, amazing. Uh, good shout out. Yeah, they've been listening. They tune into our show every once in a while. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you have like an email that you can... Absolutely. Uh, listener in Holy Cross Cemetery, Brooklyn. Or... And you only. Mm-hmm. Or any uh, 
neighboring uh, plots, uh, please email us at uglyswampstories at gmail.com. We would love to hear your story. <laughs> anyway, back to the topic at hand. And, and none of none of the Texans who are tuned in, I'd like to... Oh, they can email, too. Uh, uh, yeah, so we're spooky, talking... Spooky stuff doesn't happen here, right? In Texas? Yeah. Uh, I have bad news for you. There's a little city called San Antonio. <laughs> I'm not talking about the Alamo. I just mean the people. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Anyway, so back Maybe to the, the green drivers. children. Yeah, the drivers here, too. Right. Um, so Tell me about the green boys. As I was discussing, you know, green children emerged from a hole in the ground right. in England during, during the 12th century, during a period called the Anarchy. They were adopted, refused to eat human food, but once they did, they changed from their green color to a, uh, a human shade of English white. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just to catch up all of Just our... Just to catch up. And then, uh, they when they learned English, they told people they come from a land underground called St. Martin's Land, where it is always twilight. And once that happened, their adopted father got them baptized, and the boy died mysteriously after. Okay, so we'll get into the baptism, but I want to learn more about the adopted father. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to know what kind of... Like, I want to know who this guy was. I want to know who he was in the town. Richard DeCombe. Yeah, was he, like, the, like, eccentric, wealthy guy who just decides to take in children and raise them? He was just a guy. Was he just, like, the cobbler? Just some guy. Okay. Well, according to the Doctor Who fandom, he was a 12th century English squire. The what? (laughs) The Doctor Who... (laughs) The Doctor Who fan wiki called TARDIS.com. Right. Which Um, season is this from? uh, Let's find out. Did they do this in an episode? I that's What huh. is this from like one of the spin-off comics? Um it does not say what episode he's from. Amazing. Why would they not have an episode list? Okay. So so the oh, Doctor well. Who wiki mm-hmm. has Richard DeCone. A page on this guy. Yes, they do. Who adopted green children. It literally has a sentence saying he was a squire, he adopted children from the planet of whatever. Oh, because one of the theories of the children is that they were aliens. Okay, see, that that makes sense. That tracks for a second, mm-hmm. but because they're green, but they come from the land down under. Exactly. I don't put a whole lot of stock into the alien theory, also because of the alien species we we know about the big ones. Yeah. <laughs> there aren't any. Um, listen to our episode, Alien Grabbacks. Know okay. more about the the big species of aliens. Um, none of them are green humanoids. Okay. Green people. There's a green race, the reptilians, but they look like lizard people. And there's ones that look like white people, the tall whites, uh, but they're not green. How familiar are you with, like, the hollow earth theory? Not as much as I should be, clearly. Me neither. Um, oh. But I know I know we're trying to collect, connect a lot of dots here. Mm-hmm. That's starting to seem pretty viable. The um, hollow earth theory? Yeah. I I don't know much about it, just that they think the earth is hollow, mm-hmm. and there were, like, giants that mm-hmm. used to live there or still live there. Yeah. Um, it's the plot of the newest Godzilla franchise. That's <laughs> Which, oh, stay tuned. We're doing an episode on Godzilla. Really? <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, I like that you bring that up, the idea of giants and things underground. Yeah. Because there is folklore that I do put more stake in um, of creatures that live underground that speak strange languages that we might not know and that uh, come in all variety of colors. Okay. 
Um, we've talked about them before, and they're called the Fey. The Fey. Mm-hmm. Do you know what the Fey are? Um, not they quite. They are fairies. Okay. They're just making up, just sure. Just fairies. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so some people think that they are uh, either members of the Fey or children who have been abducted by the Fey who then found a way to escape. Somehow, I, I'd, I'd give that... More credence, right? Yeah. Because here's the thing. Um, according to uh, Irish folklore about the Fae, the Aus Seath, as they call them, um, were believed to live in a parallel dimension that could only be reached by using mounds or holes in the earth. Oh, absolutely. As if they live underground, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if... Where did the kids come out of? Underground. A giant hole in the ground, right? And I don't know if you've ever played Breath of the Wild, but the Not Korok Forest... Legends. What? I hate Legend of Zelda. I'm sorry. Um, the Korok Forest, very uh, very Twilight-esque. It's mm-hmm. very, you can't see the sun. Yeah. When people discuss, yeah, when, also when people talk about the world of the Fae, it's described as being like entirely like Twilight. Okay. Or one set of time that time only changes when you move to certain places. See. Like some places of land are only Twilight. Some are just sunrise. Some are just mid or high noon. So you, you definitely should have opened with this. These are fairy children. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to, wanted to build it up. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, that's um, fair. We have an hour to fill. Yeah, here's the other thing. Um, are you familiar with changelings? Um, maybe a little more. Okay. So the idea of a changeling is that certain members of the Fae will abduct babies, mm-hmm. uh, human children, and they will replace them. They will, in essence, become... Just slip this, into their mm-hmm, because, baby shoes. Yeah. Uh, different theories... One theory about why they do it is that it's like uh, it's fairy retirement, and they want a cushy life, so they live the life of a baby being you know fed and coddled all the time, um, and that they take the human children back to the fairy world, where they make them like indentured servants, basically. Okay, mm-hmm. that's that's exactly what happened. And then. yeah, when they describe where they come from, they say they were working in a field. You know, they were doing this, that, and the other thing. Um, and here's my theory. Uh, about why they were green specifically. Because they were eating uh, fairy foods. Yeah. You know, they were being fed a, a strictly fey diet. Yeah, no, it's just about to say. Yeah, it's possible could have changed the, the color of their skin. Because if, if they start eating English foods, it makes mm-hmm. sense. It makes them gray. Um, and they they were babies when they were captured, so they wouldn't know English. Yeah. They would have to learn the fey gobbledygook, speaking limes and rhymes and, and limericks. Li- no, limes, that was right. Limes, right? limes rhymes, and limericks. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, because in in the UK, right, mm-hmm. or what's now the UK, mm-hmm. children wander into town, whether it's from underground or, like, the forest. Mm-hmm. You tell me they're fairies, I'm going to believe you. Exactly. They're green. Yeah. They're bright green. This is... We, we've solved this. We solved it. <laughs> <laughs> you and me. Yeah, you... Oh, God. Ghost smashers. Go, <laughs> we're, the, we're the fey busters. Um... Um, hold on, hold on, I'm good at improv. Um, That's so funny. <laughs> um, so, you might be asking yourself. How, how did I get here? How did I get here? And also, okay, this is this just a local legend, okay? This isn't in the history books, in, right? You know, some people might be thinking that. The yeah. green children, are they in the history books? They go, hey, hey, Pollock, shut up. You don't That's, know what you're talking about. <laughs> A very specific odd member of the audience would be saying this to me. <laughs> However, it's you. It's me talking to me. 
Historians have stitched the Woolpit narrative together from the reports of Ralph of Kogeshal and William of Newburgh. Although neither man had firsthand experience with the Green Children, their secondhand re- retellings have the uh, the the same story. And from what we can tell, these men never met. They just Whoa. talked to members of the city. Whoa. That, that kind of spread this. Also, fun fact, William of Newburgh is the first English source for stories of revenants, or what we would now call zombies or vampires. This is... We have to go to... We have to go to Wolfpack. We have to go to Wolfpit. Um... Uh, yeah, so I like like you and me. Yeah, no, you and me. Yeah, road where, trip. Where is <laughs> boys' night? Boy. Um, I, I like to think William is one of the uh, predecessors to Swamp Ass Uggos. He was one of the first Swamp Ass Uggos. Trailblazer, yeah. A trail, oh, trailblazing Uggo, out here, uh, writing about zombies and 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 fey children. Real quick, how do you spell wolf pit? Uh, well, it's wool pit actually. W o o l p i t. Okay, I'm I'm just mapping us. Getting getting flights. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I like the fairy story, right? Yeah. Clearly, I'm sold 100% on that. Fun fact about changelings, um, the way the reason that parents thought that their children were changeling was because of like strange behavior issues, like they stop crying, um, or they don't uh, they don't grow, they don't eat. They, what do you mean they don't grow? Like they're not getting any bigger. Okay. They're just staying a baby for like <laughs> a year and a half. They're like something's wrong here. Um, and so it doesn't, them, it's probably not as cool as it sounds. Yeah, right. Staying. Probably, probably a, a, a horrible, debilitating disease. Yeah. Um, they would leave iron and like, uh, 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 they leave different like things of iron around their baby's crib because the fae, uh, their kryptonite is iron. Okay. So if they touch it, they burn and scream and they got to run away. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I like that theory. I, I do like that theory. Mm-hmm. Um, I I completely blanked out. That's I had okay. something. But there are um, other theories some people might agree with. Uh, I don't necessarily agree, but okay. I'll, I'll read let's, it to you. Let's hear it, yeah. If the story is based on actual events, there are a few plausible, in quotes, explanations for the green tint. One theory is that the children had arsenic poisoning. The story goes that their their caretaker, an earl from Norfolk, left them to die in a forest near the Norfolk-Suffolk border. Another more likely and less depressing culprit is chlorosis, a type of iron deficiency spawned from malnutrition that leads to a green complexion. Hang on a second. Iron deficiency leads to this. If they were in the world of the Fae, there's no iron in anything. That's exactly what it is. So... But it's also, yeah, so if you've got that much magic around you. Exactly. No iron. No iron. You're going to turn green. You're going to turn green. Like, matter of time. Mm-hmm. Um, the, and also, arsenic poisoning. Come on. Come on. I didn't even know what that was back then. I didn't know arsenic uh, only kills you after you've been baptized. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that arsenic had some anti-Christian energy surrounding it. it. Yeah, they also didn't have the letter A back then. Okay, they couldn't <laughs> even spell it. Um, yet another uh, theory postulates that they were the children of Flemish immigrants who were persecuted, persecuted and killed, possibly in the Battle of Fornham in eleven seventy three. Do you know what the Flemish are? You're the history major here. They were like a Dutch Swiss kind of people. So you were kind of right in your first guess where they were like oh, were they Dutch? <laughs> <laughs> Welsh. Um, what was that? Oh, that was my computer. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Fornham St. Martin was a nearby village separated from Woolpit by a river and just a few miles from Bury St. Edmunds, where loud bells also chimed. Wait, a, hold on. There was a place called St. Martin across the river from Woolpit. Fornham St. Martin was a nearby village. These are these are convenient details that you're leaving out. <laughs> leaving out. <laughs> Which was separated from Woolpit by a river and just a few miles from Bury St. Edmunds, where loud bells often chimed. Oh, okay. So it's possible the children had been orphaned, suffered a poor diet while lost on their own, and eventually made their way to Woolpit from Fornham. After being abducted by by the Fay. Yeah. So they're they're from St. Martin. Mm-hmm. They were abducted by the Fay. Mm-hmm. Because that, that ties St. Martin up. Yeah, maybe the kids just got their details mixed up. Yeah. Because why would the Faye name their maybe city after the forgot. I bet you they forgot. They're probably just dumb dude, dudes. Dude, you ever travel between worlds? It's All not fun, time. okay? <laughs> you think jet lag's bad? Listen, we're... Okay, so Try when... Try trans-dimensional travel, yeah. people. When when we when you and I uh-huh. fly to Woolpit, mm-hmm. um, we're going to need a couple days to recover. Absolutely. But when we enter the land of fairies mm-hmm. through a giant hole in the ground. Um, and then we come back, we aren't going to remember any of it. Absolutely. And that's worse than jet lag. <laughs> you can't even, I don't even know what dimension you're in. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do think it's nice that the bells called them back. Um, it, well, no, the bells are what called them from their city to the other one. Oh. That's what, that's, it. ooh, you know I what I think it is. The bells in their adopted city drew them from their home city of St. Martin, fell in the pit, got raised by the Fae for a little bit, then the bells <laughs> called them back out of it. When when they were babies. When they were babies, they wandered off. <laughs> I think we've stitched together a nice narrative here. I, I think we've stitched together a pilot. That's what we've done. <laughs> I think we can do something with this. Well, anyway, uh, the girl at least had a happy ending. Because she didn't die. Good night, everybody. <laughs> no, the girl later known as Agnes. Uh, she, later, <laughs> later known as Agnes. Um, yeah, that's that was her gift on her 16th birthday. They gave her a name. <laughs> and Father, listen, may I may I have a toy duel? <laughs> you make it to 16, you get a name. If you if you die after being baptized, we can't help you. Yeah. Uh, also, <laughs> she worked for him while she was growing up. <laughs> It's not even like he like raised her. She was like, "I got new employees." So, so the brother doesn't even get a headstone. He has a rock with dates on it. It says "boy." Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, she marries an archdeacon of Ellie named Richard Bear. Okay. Mm-hmm. And according to one report, they had at least one child. What happened to the child? I don't know. It's, it's nothing remarkable. Nothing remarkable. Okay. If it was Lost something, if, time. if it was a curse, if it was something more cynical, I think the child would be a character that comes back. The but kid, the kid was born green, <laughs> and the archdeacon went, "He's not mine, is he?" <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were eyeing that servant boy. <laughs> oh no, her brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sweep, 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 sweep. <laughs> well, I mean, it was the twelve hundred, so who really knows what? Oh to God. Be it's, and they were Welsh, right? So it's they were something. I'll 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 go in on the Welsh on this show. Yeah, I don't. Uh, you're doubling down on they were Welsh. Yeah, no, no, not even. I'm doubling down on making fun of Welsh people because <laughs> no one does that in the states. <laughs> I don't know if you saw the tweet I put out about the episode today. Um, I said tonight we're talking about these disgusting green little <laughs> goblin children. <laughs> And I said, they're not disgusting because they're green. They're disgusting because they're British. (laughs) Anyway, everybody, we'll be right back after this. 
Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back to the swamps. This weird, weird mucking around in the swamps. That's we're all covered right. in mud and and we're peat bogs. And we're gonna, when we die, we're gonna jump. Oh no, your mic's off. Um, <laughs> welcome back, to Swamp Best Luggers, everybody. I am your host, Jordan Pilkington, and with me is substitute host Hayden Hovsepian. That's right. The the Green Manalishi himself. That's and me. also I'm that's the, the song we just listened to by Fleetwood Mac. So, so just to catch everyone up on what we covered in that break, um, we we listened to a, a song called "The Green Manalishi" by which, Fleetwood Mac. It's Fleetwood about Mac. the devil. It's about the devil who is green in the song. Um, you know who was in Fleetwood Mac? Pete Green and Lindsey Buckingham. Who is the devil? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'll no. jump this ship. <laughs> uh. Uh, too many coincidences with the too, green. Too many, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we, th- that that covers the the green children of of Woolpit. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I I think going back to my Hollow Earth theory, mm-hmm. I don't think it's I don't think we can rule it out. But or no, I I think there might still be something there, well, as in the Hollow Earth and the Fae might related but that's for another week well maybe we think the earth's hollow because every time they enter the hollow earth it's a parallel dimension Whoa. where it's the fey world and that's where that's where the hollow night is <laughs> and the that's where uh uh skrillex is and uh well, no, that's not a monster <laughs> that's an artist that's a it's a it's a dj it's a scary monster yeah or that's pretty good a nice sprite i don't know what that means Anyway, Skrillex song. so uh, thank you for coming on the show. You, thank you brought some of your own research you want to talk about. Very, very little. Just a, just a bit to to touch upon because okay. December starts yes, next week, mm-hmm. and two days. With, with December comes uh, children being leveraged with their own behavior, and that's what a frightening thing to start a sentence. <laughs> And that's something that Europe has been doing for a while. Um, I come to you with a list of St. Nicholas's companions. Um, <laughs> and I, I didn't realize this. See, originally I wanted to talk about Krampus. Okay. Because um, Krampus is probably my favorite creature. And it's also a stay tuned. What? Already? What do you mean? It's a what? It's a stay tuned. What does that mean? It means that we're going to do an episode on it. Oh, very cool. Yes. Okay, so so we will scratch the surface of Krampus right now. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, Krampus is a goat demon person. Mm-hmm. The anti-clause. The anti-clause. One of several anti-clauses. Um, really? Yeah, so let's see. There's Knecht Ruprecht, which I... He's he's from Germany. Uh-huh. Um, there's Belschnickel. That's the one from The Office, right? Yes. Okay. Um, Where he has his his sidekick in blackface. That's yes. That is uh, <laughs> Zwarte Piet, uh, oh. or Black Peter. Oh my God. And um, I I I wish I had done more research before I got on here about them. But there's there's them. So that's one, two, three. There's Per Futschald. My my French is rusty, but. He's also known as Father Whipper or Old Man Whipper. Okay. Um, and then, of course, Krampus. So throughout Europe, we have got several counterparts who either 
stop by the houses with St. Nicholas or just on their own night. Mm -hmm. And all of them threaten children. And (laughs) I think... I can get behind that. Yeah. (laughs) They all threaten children, and I don't want to live in a world where that's not funny to some degree. (laughs) (laughs) The... The, the punishments range uh, from simply, let's see, Connect Rupert, he, according to tradition, he asks children if they can pray. If they do, they receive apples, nuts, and gingerbread. Okay. And if not, he hits the children with his bag full of ashes. That doesn't sound too bad. Um, or he leaves a switch in, uh, like in their Nintendo? shoes. Uh, a, a switch like a, a big stick. Oh, but like, he, for hitting. Yeah, he leaves it in their shoes so that their parents can beat them. That's hysterical. It's like a warning. <laughs> if they, and that's if they don't pray. Um, he doesn't ask them to pray. He asks if they can pray. That's that's what it says. Um, I don't know if it's a question of ability or, or will. <laughs> um, he, he sometimes gives them lumps of coal or, or stones, right? Mm-hmm. So... There's a lot of there's a lot of Santa influence uh, what throughout if, these characters. What if he asked the child, "Can you pray?" And the ca- and the kid goes, "I don't know. Can I?" That's um, hmm? I'm not connect to Rupert, but <laughs> that would be a leave a it's switch a for your parents kind of kid. Yeah, that's a. I I I I for the record, I don't think any parent has. I don't think you should hit your kids. Mm. Well, don't uh, mute my mic. I think I'm not going to mute your mic. Um, I think personally, I think uh, what's his name? Rupert Murdoch. Yeah, uh, I think I think he should stop leaving the switches for the children to give their parents because half the fun of getting hit as a kid is when uh, the parent goes, all right, go find a stick. Yeah, go find me. one. Go find me one. Yeah, I <laughs> and he's he's taking that from them. You know what I mean? Oh, that is the worst speaker system I've ever heard. I don't know if it's picking up that on the guy, mic. That guy, I want to sleep with that guy. <laughs> and I imagine everyone who hears that bass system also wants to sleep with that guy. Because um, they know otherwise they're not getting any. <laughs> sleep because um, it's music. So <clears throat> yeah, I not a whole lot to talk about with, with the others, um, but I... I know there's some some gems buried in these in these pages. Buried in these stages. There's there's just a lot of there's a lot of common trends. Um, they just come around to punish the kids. They really leave the gift giving to Saint Nicholas. Mm-hmm. Um, Krampus though is of course my favorite. Because um, of the movie. No. The have you seen the movie? Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk okay, afterwards. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> Why is your favorite? Um, see, Krampus doesn't just doesn't just punish the kids. Uh-huh. He does, right? As he should. But he's also a demon. Okay. So he will sometimes take them to hell, <laughs> and just, that's pretty metal. Just for being bad. Yeah. That rules. Yeah, th- it, and it's. I want to find the folklores. This is this is eventually going to become like a hyperfixation and a PowerPoint. Right. Um, I want to find the qualifications. For why you get sent to hell by Krampus? Yeah, because if this is it's folklore, right? Yeah. So I, there's proof. You you talk to the right grandmas, they'll tell you exactly what you need to do mm-hmm. to just get off with like a beating mm-hmm. from from Krampus. the goat monster, yeah. or instead of being dragged to yes. hell. Yes. Um. 
So yeah, hey, those, got, are, those are my talking points. Ooh, that's pretty good. Uh, you know what I think uh, everyone should consider and think about? Um, so, Rupert hear me Murdoch. Out. Rupert Murdoch, but also Santa, right? Yeah. He mixed around the letters. What's that spell? Nataz. <laughs> but it can also spell Satan. Whoa. Like the green guy. Like the green man Alishi. Let, let, let me... Okay, no. Let me tell you about Santa, all right? Uh-huh. Are you going to do an episode on Santa? Ooh, that's a good idea. I think you could. I think we could, too. Tell you, I invite you to use Santa, Krampus, and... They don't like your idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever's... Anyways. Uh, anyway. Santa, Krampus, the companions of St. Nicholas, that that can fill an hour. Oh, for sure. I guarantee you. Um, but Santa, he's, he's kind of a very watered-down American, you know, He was Coke invented mascot. by the Coca-Cola co- yep. co- company. There we go. Yeah. That's it. That's that's Great. my time. Well, thanks for being on the show. <laughs> uh, thank you, Hayden Hope Sapien, for being uh, a temporary swamp-ass uggo. Thank you very much. Uh, do you have anything you'd like to plug as we wrap up here? Um, God, no. Cool. <laughs> I, what, what, what is, uh, when? Like your Twitter account, maybe? No, I'm trying to get jobs, so that's on private. That's fair. <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, you can Honestly, check out his stand-up on bad. YouTube. You can check out, tell you what, you can check out my stand-up, stand-up on, on YouTube. YouTube. He's pretty good. He's very uh, funny. You can just look up H-A-Y-D-E-N space H-O-V-S-E-P-I-A-N right on YouTube. That's right. Hayden Hovsepian. Uh Thank you so much for joining us. I've been Jordan, you, Jordan Pilkington. Um, and if anybody has uh, an experience with the paranormal they'd like us to talk about or a story they want us to cover, please email us at swamp or at uglyswampstories at gmail.com. That's our email. Catch you next time. See you guys on uh see you on Spotify Absolutely. when you listen to this again. Guiding you through this wondrous journey is the hypnotic sound.